Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Self-Reliant Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I'm your host. Today's guest is Austin Hendrickson. This is a gentleman that uh, he and I connected on LinkedIn and we've just started to get to know each other a little bit, but he's got an awesome story, a fantastic background, and I'm super excited to have him on the show today. Austin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, happy to be on. Uh, I guess I can kind of just start back to where I'm from and where I grew up and what I'm doing now. So I'm from the Minneapolis Minnesota, the metro Minnesota area, and uh, graduated college early. I, I started uh, college at 16, kind of wanted to get a, a jump start and kind of get ahead of the curve a little bit. And uh, I was majoring in accounting, so I was uh, graduated with my bachelor's degree at, at 19 with an accounting degree. And it kind of worked on the oil fields and on a, a military base in Wisconsin to kind of pay for school. So luckily was able to get out of uh, college debt-free uh, when I was 19, and I got my CPA license when I was uh, 20, shortly thereafter. And I worked as a construction and real estate CPA for about five years or so in the St. Cloud area and then the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. And then uh, two and a half years ago, I was uh, lucky enough to get connected with uh, the Minnesota Vikings owners. And I've been their controller, which is uh, like a chief accounting officer. For those of you that don't know what a, a controller does. And I handle the financial side of their real estate companies. So that's been uh, pretty cool just on the professional side. And then uh, I'm kind of on my side, I have a, a real estate company adjacent properties where I've done really a mix of everything. Um, I don't know how detailed you want me to get, but we've done uh, single family homes, condos, smaller land deals, uh, apartment syndications, uh, and also some bigger uh, land development deals. So that's kind of where, where I'm sitting right now at a, kind of high 20,000 foot level. That's awesome, man. It sounds like you really, I mean, starting out at a young age, just had some serious drive, serious ambition. Where do you think that comes from? Or do you think that's just part of your nature, part of growing up? Or is it uh, just something that you've developed over time? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's part probably nature and then part, part um, kind of the environment I grew up in. My dad was always super hardworking. He would get up at uh, three, four in the morning, you know, he had a pretty long commute. He used to be in the construction industry. Um, now he owns his own uh, cleaning business, does pretty well for himself. Um, but I think part of the reason was I saw my parents go through the Great Recession. Uh, I'm also the oldest of 14 kids. Um, oh, wow. So so this was back in 2008. Uh, so I was probably the oldest of uh, eight kids or something like that. Um, but my dad was a bricklayer and went through the recession and kind of learned the hard way. And I kind of saw that, you know, how, you know, when there was a lack of money, it did cause, you know, a lot of stress. And that was something I, I really just didn't want to deal with when I was growing up. So I kind of um, went to school early. But my mom also said when I was in first grade, I came home and asked uh, her how I was going to pay for college. I don't really remember uh, saying that. But she was like, well, I'll go to school, get good grades, and then you can uh, go to college. So uh, I think, yeah, it's probably a mixture of uh, nature and then the 
environment I grew up in, I think uh, as a 16 year old, looking back, you know, I don't know why I kind of had a, a good head on my shoulders and kind of just understood um, things that are pretty, pretty high level, at least for my age, I kind of just instantly saw the value, the time value money of, of two years, kind of getting ahead of the curve and then two years of making money and investing that for the, the long run. So uh, it wasn't easy, but looking back, I'm definitely glad I did it. And how about from, you know, the CPA side, and the number side, was that just sort of a natural gift and that's why you went that direction or what, um, you know, why did you choose to go that down that path? Yeah, I actually wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was going to do when I started college. I, I figured it would be business, but I looked at a couple of different career paths. Um, growing up as a kid, I just want to do a, a bunch of different things. But once I, I started college, I started looking at a couple of different majors. I looked at uh, psychology and business. And after meeting with my advisor, uh, she really said, hey, if you want to go places in business, you want to do that's going to give you a lot of flexibility and growth opportunity. Accounting is probably your best bet. And I had taken accounting classes in, in high school. And to be honest, I wasn't uh, the biggest fan of the actual classes. Like, you know, when we talk about amortizing bonds, you know, I was bored out of my mind. But uh, I did like the kind of the accounting fundamentals and uh, the fact that every business uses numbers. And it's to me, it's a pretty great skill set to have if you can uh, really understand the finance and accounting side of things because it parlays pretty well into pretty much uh, every segment of business. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, man, and then being able to work with uh, the Vikings, what I mean, what what was that like when you first landed that job? That was uh, it was exciting for me. So I worked for the the Wilf family who owns the Vikings. So I work on their real estate arm. So the Vikings are a separate organization, but we have yep. some uh, some interlap. Like my boss is the CFO for the, the Vikings and the CFO for uh, our real estate company. But um, the the Wilf family were. were you know, I'd read about them growing up. They just got in the, the new stadium uh, not too long ago, kind of when I was in college. I think that was when they were uh, trying to pass that. But um, yeah, it was it was eye opening and just seeing how they do business. You know, they're obviously real estate billionaires and they've been doing it a long time. And really what drew me to that opportunity was just getting to work with uh, an A caliber team and then uh, learning from really the best of the best. So I was excited and it's you know, early on, it was like drinking from a fire hose a little bit. And they pretty much said, well, you're the, the real estate, you know, numbers guy. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of things you just had to figure out on your own. And I did have uh, some great people helping me out you know, on the kind of the early years, but it's been, uh, it's been fun to grow with their company. Really cool. And, you know, how long did it take you to start branching out on your own and, and doing some of this stuff on the side they've been doing? So I did that. I did that before I started for the, the Will family. Uh, that was back in 2016 or 2017. Uh, probably like a lot of real estate investors read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, kind of changed my mindset and money and realized, you know, just working the nine to five probably wasn't going to give me enough financial security as, as I would like. And uh, started my real estate company, Adjacent Properties, back then and really just started doing small uh, deals, uh, small uh, I bought a small condo. I rehabbed. I did a couple of smaller uh, land, just smaller infill lot deals, and then really just started to graduate to bigger deals. Um, met a guy who was also doing or looking to get into apartments. So we started um, doing some apartment syndications, and that's been pretty successful. And then um, more recently, over the last year or two, we started getting into some bigger uh, single family uh, residential development deals and partnering up with some national home builders. Very cool. Very cool. You know, as you look back, what would you say is one of the, the biggest learning 
lessons that you had or one of the biggest mistakes you made and being able to learn from that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd call this a mistake, but I think a lot of people just think too small when they're, they're starting out. So I, I started in real estate and back when I was first learning about it, you know, I figured it was just for very old people with tons and tons of money and pretty quickly realized, you know, that that's not the case. There, there are a lot of opportunities to kind of make money, even if you don't have a ton. So I remember my first deal, I had probably like $3,000 in the bank, uh, bought this piece of land for, for 15 grand. Uh, got a, a personal loan from some, I think it was Goldman Sachs or something online for the other 12, bought the land, you know, did some improvements to it, kind of marketed it and ended up selling that one for like 45. So made Dang. 30 grand on my initial three grand investment. So that was kind of the, the fuel that started the fire and then turned that into bigger deals. But uh, if I was going back, I would just tell myself to uh, maybe look at bigger deals earlier. Um, I, I still feel like I did go big early enough, but I think a lot of people do, um, maybe the single family landlord or smaller deals for too long, you know, 10 plus years, and then maybe wish they would have uh, gotten bigger earlier. Cause really what I learned is when I started doing these apartment syndications was you can still make really good money, but you're not dealing with uh, tenants directly. You're not dealing with contractors. You're more managing everything from a higher level, uh, especially yeah. when you're a passive investor. And really that's where I wanted to go. So I've actually sold all of my uh, single family rentals, just closed the last one uh, like a couple of weeks ago. So it's been uh, nice just to get that kind of mental space back in my head and focus on the, the big deals. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's really fascinating because I think you're right. I mean, I, and okay, well, let's, uh, I have got two ideas going on here. The first, let's go here to how did you pick the direction, you know, that you are going today within the multifamily syndication and some of these different land deals, you know, I mean, I feel like as an entrepreneur, it takes very dedicated focus to a certain idea. And there's so many strategies in real estate, you know, is there, was it just kind of like, Hey, well, I'll start here with the single family stuff and you graduated into it. Um, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit starting earlier and some of the bigger stuff, but what would you, you know, I guess, what advice would you give to somebody um, that's just starting out or even been in a long time as far as just get to your lane of focus faster? Like, how do you figure what out what that is? Yeah, I would say I, I definitely pivoted a few times. So my advice might conflict itself a little bit, but I would, I would pick one thing and be, truly become an expert in it where you're comfortable going after these deals. So like, let's say it is apartments, you know, study the certain class of apartments that you're targeting. So, you know, for myself and my partners, uh, we target, you know, B-class apartments and tertiary markets. We're not going after the luxury class A stuff in, uh, in in LA or New York. And really, if you study that market long enough, you'll you'll get pretty good at it. And if you study the numbers, you know, it, it's really not rocket science at the end of the day. Anyone who's willing to put in the work can do real estate. And I think that's why real estate does generate a lot of, you know, a lot of millionaires. And that's why people are attracted to it. But at the end of the day, if you're not putting in the work, real estate's not going to reward you. So, um advice for, for guys that are just getting into real estate, I would say, try a couple of different niches. Um, you know, if it doesn't work, try something else, but make sure you're actually putting in decent effort. So I think when I first started, I was trying to wholesale some homes, find off market deals, and it was just so competitive. So that's when I flipped over to land. And at the time, this was maybe four or five years ago, no one was really doing that. So I kind of carved out a little niche for myself that not a ton of other people were doing. The profit margins definitely weren't as high, but 
um, I could do more deals that way and, and really um, fund everything with my own capital and kind of took a lot of stress off me. So I think that's um, something that's key is being, being able to try a couple of different things, find something you like, and then really spend the time uh, becoming an expert in it. Yeah, that's such sound advice, man. That really is. Um, okay, so the other direction I was going to go, what are your long-term goals? I mean, what is it that you're looking to, to get to and accomplish? I mean, you've obviously transitioned, you've pivoted, you found a niche, you, you know, are going down that path, but I mean, do you, as far as long-term, what does that look like? Are you just kind of going deal to deal or do you have a big vision of what you want to, to see happen over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, for now I'm on the, on the purely kind of real estate stuff I'm doing on the side, I'm transitioning uh, away from the small deals. So, you know, if I, if I see one that's too good to pass up, maybe I'll do one here or there, but for the most part, it's just been focusing on um, really land development is where I've decided to put the majority of my focus and time <clears throat> due to the, the fact that I do have the experience on the land acquisition side kind of over the last four or five years, you know, doing smaller deals, but then uh, also with my current job, uh, we're doing full-time uh, big, big development projects. So I've really got to see the development process as well. And really that's just something that fits well with my uh, mindset and skill set. And um, I guess land development is something where you probably can't just jump right into it. You know, if you know nothing about real estate, you know, when you talk to sellers, they want to know what you do and they want you to speak the lingo and they can tell pretty quickly if you, if you know what you're talking about or not, but if you study it long enough, I think, you know, anybody can do it. So uh, for myself, it's just ramping up those deals. And then really the long-term goal is just to generate enough capital. So I never have to uh, worry about money again. I think that really it's not about buying money. I'm a pretty simple guy. Like it's not for the flashy car or the, or the big houses. It's really just for uh, that mental kind of security buffer and um, freedom is really what it comes down to. So just having the money to um, kind of do what I want take, take a trip when I want and, you know, if a problem pops up, you know, a lot of times you can just write a check and it goes away. Right. Right. Um, you know, that's an interesting point talking about just studying and, and finding the knowledge. Is there certain sources that you go to, or do you feel like going through your college process was really helpful in that? Or, I mean, what do you do now to study and where do you go? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, a good question. When I was first starting out, I mean, I think a lot of people, Kind of gravitate towards bigger pockets so yep. i definitely uh, use that pretty extensively when i was uh, first starting out don't you don't really use it as much anymore uh, but i think they've got a really good uh, platform and program where you can kind of learn the basics and then just read a read a ton of books so if you're if you're targeting apartments uh, i did read a ton of apartment books and i'm also a big fan of uh, taking courses a lot of people i know a lot of people don't really like taking courses and don't want to kind of pay because they think they can get the, the money for free but i'm more of the mindset if someone has spent the time and effort to compile all of the best information into one course i will gladly pay for that so um wholesaling i've done wholesaling courses i've done land development courses i've done uh courses in a lot of different areas that's really helped me out a bunch but at the end of the day uh, you also don't want to get in the, the trap of analysis paralysis where you're just consuming 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 so Really what I do every day is I keep track of certain metrics. So for myself, it's networking with other real estate guys and really reaching out to property owners, making offers. Those are the two things that are going to bring me deals. So it's it's nice to read a bunch of books and feel like you're making progress. But at the end of the day, if you don't actually take the action steps that are uh, hard for a lot of people, then that you're probably not going to get uh, the results 
because like take cold calling, for example, I hate cold calling. Like it's just, it's just something I just naturally don't like to do. But the, at the end of the day, if, if, you know, if I make 200 cold calls and I get a deal out of it and it makes me 50,000, I mean, that's probably going to be worth it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree, man. Sound advice, sound, sound advice. Um, very good. Well, there's two more questions I've got for you. Um, we're coming kind of close on time. So we'll just jump into these last two. Once you hit kind of that point of, uh, you know, where money becomes not really an issue anymore, what then? I mean, do you have plans to go out and do something bigger beyond real estate? Do you have other visions and dreams of other businesses? What, uh, what happens then? Yeah, I think once once I do hit that that true financial freedom number, uh, for me, it's, you know, I've always wanted to kind of live in another country, test sell for a while. So I think I might, uh, might try that at some point. Um, and then, and then really, it's just about continuing to have goals. So uh, I know uh, enough Spanish to be dangerous, I want to become fluent in that. Uh, I want to get back in the gym more, I want to do a lot of a lot of uh, cooking. So I think there's a there's a ton of personal goals that I have for myself. Um, but then it's also about giving back, mentoring others. So if I can find a way to kind of do that as well, I think that would be ideal. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this last question goes, you know, a little bit deeper and it's one that I ask every episode and I, I love this question and people's responses to it because everyone is so different. Uh, the question is simple. It's essentially, if you were given one more day to live, what wisdom or advice would you leave behind as your legacy? That is a really deep question. One day, so if I had one day to give any piece of advice, that would yeah, to family, friends, associates, clients, whatever it is. I would say face face your your biggest fears head on because that's really where you're going to grow. When I look back at everything I've done, starting college at 16, that was scary for me. I was uh, going into a pretty unknown situation, didn't really know if I was good enough or if I'd be able to do it. But uh, looking back, it's propelled uh, my career future and starting a real estate company uh, early on. You know, also a lot of fear, unknown obstacles. Um, there's just there's just so much work that goes into people's success. It's kind of like this uh, poster behind me. You know, you, you don't you see the success, you don't see all the failures, the sacrifices, the late nights. So really, that's what I would I would recommend is people just face their fears. I think <clears throat> to a certain extent, people know what they should be doing but just deep down, they don't want to do it. So if, if you can just face that fear and, and tackle it every single day, you're going to do a, a lot with your life. And in 10, 15 years, you're going to look back and be like, wow, how did I do all that? And it was really just doing it, doing it daily and facing your fears. That's awesome, man. Really, really good comment. Um, if somebody wants to connect with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? I'd say LinkedIn would probably be best. So it's Austin Hendrickson. Uh, should pop up as controller for MV Ventures um, in the Minneapolis area. Otherwise, uh, if you go to adjacentproperties.com, you can shoot me a message there as well. Awesome. Well, Austin, this has been an awesome interview, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, and, you know, I think there's just a lot of wisdom, a lot of golden nuggets in this episode. So I really appreciate you being willing uh, to sacrifice your time and to be here with us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Everybody out there, remember to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Go out, make it a fantastic day, and we'll see you on the next episode.
Are you tired of using 10 different platforms to manage your CRM, your Google My Business reviews, text campaigns, email campaigns, calendar invites, website builds? I was too. I used ClickFunnels, Kartra, Jotform, Calendly, you name it, I tried it. I came to the conclusion that I needed one software platform that could do all of this in one place. With Sluicebox, I was able to do all of this and more. Go check out sluicebox.io today to change your life and make it that much easier and that much more simple to manage all of your leads, all of your customers, and everybody in one spot. Sluicebox.io. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.